Welcome to another episode of the Mind Safe Podcast. Today I have an inspiring guest. Today I have with me Amanda King. Amanda King is joining us all the way from the UK with over 20 years spent in the pharmaceutical sales training and management roles. But she wanted to change her life and the life of other people and found another path. So she went and learned about neurolinguistic programming and how this NLP coaching could find, uh, let's say, and help people to engage with being their authentic best personally and professionally. Today we will be speaking about such an important topic. I will introduce the topic to you in just a few minutes. Hello, Amanda. Good morning to you. Good morning, Rashida. Thank you so much for having me as a guest. It's really lovely to be here. Thank you. It's an honor and a pleasure to have you here with us. So, Amanda, today we'll be speaking about a topic that is considered, let's say, um, a little bit taboo and it's not giving the right importance, um, which causes a little bit of uh, confusion for people, and we do not know how to deal with it. Today we will be speaking about the pre-menopause and, and work and how this affects the life of, of women going throughout this transitional period that it could be long and it stays for years before reaching the menopause, let's say, period. So this 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 transition is, is so important and it lasts for many years, yet we do not talk about it. Could you help us understand a little bit about this topic? Absolutely. So I think one of the most common things that we know about the menopause is that there is confusion about it. That's probably the first thing I would like to say, Rashida, that, that actually there's a lot of confusion, which is why this topic is still a taboo topic. And we need to bring it out of the darkness. We need to bring it out of the shadows. And I think one of the easiest ways is by talking about it. And and what I wanted to say straight away is it's about terminology. All too often the word menopause is used to describe the whole transitioning period for a woman from fertility to a place of no longer being able to um, carry a child, to conceive a child. And so it's really important. And the first thing I'd like to say is that when a woman actually starts to experience fluctuations in her hormones, um, starts to notice changes in her cycle, the chances are she is now transitioning from fertility period into what we call perimenopause. Now that period of time can continue for up to 12 to 14 years. In my own personal case, it's been 14 years. I first became perimenopausal at 34 and I'm now 49. So, um, you know, it, it's been going on a long time. The reality is once you have gone through the perimenopause, you then start to progress into menopause. So menopause, the definition of menopause is actually you have not had a menstrual cycle for a full 12 months. And you are only menopausal for one day because 
the next day you become postmenopausal. So just to recap that, the change in our cycles and our hormones and all the symptoms that we start to notice begin in, in our 30s. Um, for some women it can be much earlier, they can have an early perimenopause. Um, some women can have a surgical menopause, so we can talk a bit more about that. But what we know is this transitioning phase is the perimenopause. Um, and this is what we're not talking about. We're not talking enough about this because, as I said, you become menopausal after only 12 months of not having a period. Um, now, if you should have a period, this actually happened to me after 12 months, um, literally just before the 12 months, I had another period. So now I'm back round again. I've got to wait another full 12 months before I can say that I am menopausal and then the next day will be postmenopausal. So I hope that makes sense. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, thank you for explaining the difference between uh, menopause and being pre-menopausal. Um, I mean, I haven't experienced this, but I have seen my mom going throughout the whole, uh, let's say, uh, period and I saw her when she was changing and she was feeling emotional and feeling down on energy and we could all felt the change in our family uh, it, so I realized that it's not an easy period or let's say for for women to deal with let alone um, when she goes to work she has to deal with um, a whole other kind of like task. She has to be a presence at work and for her family. And maybe not every woman out there will have the right support during this period because, as you said, um, there's a lot of confusion about this this period. I mean, before reaching the state of being menopause. Yes, absolutely. And so it might be helpful to talk about some of these symptoms because I think most people are very familiar with uh, hot flushes, you know, night sweats, uh, sleep difficulties, but that's really just the tip of the iceberg. There are more than 120 symptoms uh, of the perimenopause. Um, things like, for example, you might notice that you need to go to the toilet at night, you know, the, the system of estrogen, progesterone and testosterone are so finely tuned in women that actually very small fluctuations can have a very, very big impact. Things like women um, commenting on brain fog. I had this myself whereby you just struggle to get clarity in your thinking, um, feeling emotional for absolutely no discernible reason. Things like your teeth. I mean, this is something I was constantly at the dentist saying, you know, my gums are really inflamed. They're really sore. I thought I had infections in my teeth because there were pulsing sort of pain and sensation in the gums. This is actually a known now um, symptom of perimenopause. Hair falling out, weight gain. Um, I think for most women, something that might be useful to know is actually you know, if you are in your 30s, it can be quite a good thing to just monitor the length and duration and flow within your cycle. For me, uh, I noticed that initially things started, that uh, my, my period started to get um, heavier and more frequent. Um, and then actually towards the later end, they would get much bigger gaps between them and much lighter. So it's about noticing these things because when you do go to see a specialist or your doctor, 
you have the information to hand and you're able to look at the trends to see what's happening generally because the, these things do tend to happen over longer periods of time. I mean, women talk about joint ache, muscle ache. I know whenever I attempted to do exercise, I would have quite a few injuries. And again, this is due to your estrogen levels are declining um, and your progesterone levels too. So we become less elastic and more prone to injury. Things like actually putting on weight, um, a lot of women really do struggle with the menopausal, postmenopausal weight. Um, but this starts in the perimenopause stage where maybe our thyroid starts to reduce in its function and our metabolism starts to slow down a bit. So again, it's a, it, it's a mindful time to think about the, the, the things that you're eating. You know, maybe a more protein-based diet can help keep you more alert. But also the other thing that I wanted to say, which is a really key symptom for women in the perimenopause, is uh, often what women notice is they become allergic to various um, either foodstuffs, um, clothes that they might be wearing, smells. And we know that estrogen is really strongly linked with histamine, which is part of our immune response. And when your estrogen starts to get low, your histamine starts to get high because histamine actually helps boost estrogen. So many women um, have documented that they've either developed new allergies or sensitivities. I personally myself developed a sensitivity to the, the uh, drug ibuprofen, which is commonly taken for headaches and pain. It's an anti-inflammatory. I can no longer take that. I have a really bad allergic response to that. Um, I'm also unable to eat various foods like strawberries and tomatoes and peppers, which are all part of the same family. And I have actually gone on to develop histamine intolerance. So this is something that's being researched more and more. But I would say, like you said, Rashida, it's a lot for women to cope with. And it's a lot for families to cope with as well. Um, so if it means changing the family's eating habits and what you're eating, if it means, you know, uh, just making some subtle moderations and changes within the family, that can very much help everyone as a group. Yeah. Thank you, thank you for the explanation. You know, Amanda, what I, what I feel is that there is not a lot of info out there. Yes, there is about the menopause, but this period in particular, we do not find a lot of campaigns. I think um, we need to do more work and we need more people like you to bring that awareness and to just send the message out there to other women, you know, to just pay attention to this uh, long, rather long period because it, it takes so many years. And also we tend to forget the, let's say, mental well-being aspects of the whole process, you know, going through that change is always something difficult for us humans. Well. We all have different coping skills and we are all unique, but when we find that there is, there is support, there, is, there are actually campaigns and uh, the word is out there. So we know, or let's say, women will feel more supported, they will feel like they are being understood and there is this safe space that is being created for them. So it will increase their coping skills. And Absol absolutely. So, so here in the United Kingdom, um, we're starting very slowly 
to put this on our agenda at work and companies are now being asked to uh, provide a policy for women going through the menopause and the perimenopause. I mean, when, when we think about the numbers, Rashida, we know that in the last 20 years, there has been about 17% increase in the number of women in the workforce between the ages of 50 and 64, compared with, you know, 12%, I think it is, of men around the same age. And yet, we are, the statistics are really shocking, because um, 60% of women feel that their perimenopausal symptoms cause a negative impact on their ability to work. We know that one in five women have actually left their job um, because of the the symptoms and the impact of those symptoms on them at work. I mean, one of them, I mean, I was really lucky in that actually when my symptoms were at their worst, I was actually not in a corporate environment. I was actually at home starting my own business. But I can honestly tell you there were days I would not have been able to leave the house because um, what starts to happen with your periods is they become very heavy um, and there is a, a symptom known as gushing and gushing is where literally it, it can feel like you're almost hemorrhaging um, in terms of blood flowing. You know, the blood isn't able to clot. It's coming out very quickly and literally you need to be near a toilet every 20 every 20 minutes now if we put that into a corporate environment where women um maybe in meetings in long meetings very few breaks there may not be the facility for them to actually do this you can see how quite quickly a woman will think do you know what the indignity of it the the emotional stress and anxiety attached to having to navigate this set of symptoms must be horrendous i know for myself i didn't used to leave the house for 6 days because i just i just couldn't so i think what we're seeing is that actually with diversity and inclusion becoming much much more important in organizations we have to create safe spaces for women to be at work to navigate this very natural part of their lives we need to make it natural and we need to educate managers and leaders we need you know the, the likelihood is that most male managers know very little about this unless their partners are going through it we need to educate them so that they can be sensitive we need to keep as many women in those top corporate positions because there aren't enough women there anyway and what we cannot afford is for 20 percent of those women feeling like they can't stay you know that is not diversity and inclusion um there is a, a television organization here in the united kingdom channel 4 who have actually produced their own menopause policy um, and that is a starting point and i think um as more and more companies will be expected to provide safe working spaces for women that are are suitably equipped to enable them to navigate this transitional time and to come out the other side i think that that will be the real test of whether an employer values their female employees mm -hmm. yeah um absolutely um it seems like there are some great things are doing are being done there in the uk um which is let's say it sparks hope in me because this i hope that it will be the start of, of change of women going throughout this transitional time and they just want to feel included and we cannot do that as you mentioned without educating managers and leaders which is very important as much as um you know 
that I really root for mental health and for spreading the word. But I think this is as well an important topic and an important cause that needs more awareness and needs more people like you, Amanda, spreading the word out there because, well, let's face it, as you said, in a corporate environment, women going in throughout such an important period of their times, they cannot deliver, they cannot, let's say, reach that place, that, that perfection, that productivity rate that, let's say, their managers are expected them to be, if they don't feel safe and included. And it's just, you know, I hope that we will see and we manage to see as well more reaching, let's say, the, the top and, and just being leaders and supporting other women. Um, because as women, I think there is more understanding uh, of, of this state because we all have seen, say, our moms or our friends or our colleagues going throughout this kind of like change we have seen and witnessed um, how much difficult it could be in certain days. Yes, absolutely. And and coming back to that well-being piece, um, Rashida, you know, it's about lots of companies will have employees assistance programs. I think I would like to see menopause because menopause is a mental, it's something that impacts your mental well-being. And I would want to see that in a document available within an organization. If I was going to want to work for a company as a woman, I'd want to know what their policy was, whether I was going through the perimenopause or not. I would want it to be spoken openly about in exactly the same way that um, stress and anxiety policies are talked about or bonus policies are talked about. I think the more we can make it normal, part of a workplace culture, then we're able to provide appropriate um, support for women you know the point is if these women were brought into the company and the organization they obviously have a value they obviously have something amazing to bring to the organization why on earth would we not support them when they need us most um it would be no different if someone had had an accident um and was on long-term sick we would support that person back into the workplace um this is just the other way around you know this person isn't broken there isn't a problem this is a very natural thing and when we remember that every single woman on the planet will go through this whether they've had children or not so with with that in mind everyone has a responsibility women have a responsibility to champion and support other women and to and to help people with their mental wellness um so do men and I really feel passionately and this is one of the things that I'm doing I'm also adding a menopause coach to my suite of offerings to my clients because I've worked with so many women Rashida and men who've talked about the complexities of perimenopause um, and feeling really not knowing what to do about it but to do nothing is just not acceptable so there's a really big education piece here and in the same way that mental health has come to the top of the agenda and maybe it's taken 20 or more years for that to happen my aspiration and my goal is that my 15 year old daughter really will never have to navigate the complexities of perimenopause 
in any other way than is normal. I would want her to be in a workplace where she felt totally supported, where she was valued for the job she does um, and the way in which she's capable of doing that. So that's my goal. I really want to change this for women, not just in the United Kingdom, but I think more worldwide. And it all starts with that awareness piece of we're talking about the perimenopause first, then the menopause, which is that one day, and then how do we support women postmenopausally? Brilliant. Well, um, well done for the job that you are doing and for your advocacy. Um, as I said, and I'm just repeating myself, but I'm really, I feel inspired and honored that we are having this discussion today. And I feel blessed to see women like you, um, let's say, putting themselves out there and just opening conversations and spreading the word because as I said and as we all know er and as you have mentioned already every single woman will go throughout this transitional time an important period of their lives so we better start right now as we say it's like the best time to start and to take action is always now and in the present moment at least that's to provide, let's say, safe space, safe work environment for the next generations. So, Amanda, what is your, let's say, advice for women about going throughout this situation? I would say the most important thing is to start with the end in mind. What do you want to look back and think about your transition to this new chapter of your life, you know, where it's no longer about that fertility, but it's embracing that maturity as a woman. What do you want to be able to look back and think about this time? And that is probably the starting point. I then would very quickly get into it's never too early. If you are a woman in your 30s, really start keeping some notes um, because those notes create meaning even if you're not aware of what the links are as as people get more specialized in uh, helping women with their perimenopause um, and postmenopause this is really helpful information and I've been able to educate many consultants that I've been in the company of um, so never assume that they know this stuff because they probably don't and you will be filling in the gaps for them so I would say keep lots of notes note note about your cycle um, write down the symptoms and maybe without too much uh, observation just get a feel for how things are changing for you do as much as you can for yourself. Um, you know, make sure you have good sleep habits. Make sure that you're nutritionally looking after yourself. Um, exercising is really powerful for mood. Yoga and meditation are absolutely amazing for perimenopausal symptoms because it actually calms that whole symptom down. If you think about it, the, the body is in chaos in this moment as it's transitioning. Um, and so everything you can do to just being peace and serenity and just that calmness will be really, really helpful. Um, and I think that the last thing that I would say is if you are working, I would say if you love your job, it's about you believing you can stay in that job. And that would be about asking your company for their menopause policy. Um, if they don't have one, that will be enough of a question for them to think about getting one in place. I think it's about making sure that you have that conversation with your manager and have it as confidently as you'd be talking about any project at work. Um, because the more we normalize it, 
the more commonplace it is. I mean, we talk, we're talking now more commonly about mental health and we talk about it in, in ways that are really positive and not in hushed tones like we would have done 20 or 30 years ago. So I would say have the conversation with your manager. Um, you're sharing that responsibility with them and they can actually assist you. So I think those would be my bits of advice. Start with the end in mind. Do as much as you can. Keep notes. Keep that awareness going and have the conversations, Rashida. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you for sharing um, your advice and insights with us and with the audience. It really means the word um, to me and to the audience as well. And for every woman, maybe um, spouse, brother, daughter, you know, it's... I feel like Amanda, it's it's our job, regardless of our status, regardless uh, of who we are. Either you know, both genders are equally, let's say, required to educate themselves because I feel like men as well could support their mothers, their sisters, their daughters, their let's say colleagues, their friends. So it's not just about women; it's about the whole society because we cannot separate you know our lives and um thank you amanda for joining this podcast today and of course um if you have any exciting projects that you would share with us today please we are listening to you oh thank you thank you so much rashida i would i would just say to anybody listening to this i have done um some videos on youtube on my youtube channel amantha king coaching um if you want to connect with me on linkedin i'm on linkedin and i talk about menopause i talk about it really openly and passionately you are not alone um, and you have people who want your life to be better for you. So come come join that conversation. And I loved what you just said there, Rashida. It's everybody's conversation. I mean, my husband talks openly to my daughter about her period. We talk openly about what perimenopause is. Um, it is normal and we should really normalize it. So let's not hope that a book is going to inform our children. Let's inform our daughters, our sons, so that actually the next generation are really, really well prepared. So if you're happy to join me um, and keep joining me in this conversation, that would be brilliant. And I really say thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to talk about it today. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure, Dan. Um, This was really such an episode that I myself enjoyed and I hope all the audience and I'm sure that they will because it's such an interesting topic as you mentioned it's like each one of us will be dealing um, with this matter in their different ways either as women will go throughout this um, let's say transitional period or as men that will support their daughters and, and spouses and colleagues and so on so we are all in this together and from me to the audience take care of your body mind and soul and we'll see you soon in a new episode and a new topic